0: Tonight's podcast is brought to you by the latest feature from Boner Factory Films.
1: Coming this summer, Cambridge's most prominent becomes New York's most feared. Stephen Hawking is Wheels of Justice.
2: I have become an inescapable singularity of justice.
1: Armed with a nuclear reactor-powered wheelchair and his trustworthy chimp sidekick, Newton, Stephen Hawking is taking the fight to New York's narrative wells, Wheels
2: of Justice.
1: Help! Help me! This lady has been raped!
2: Do not worry, I have a 98% chance of stopping this crime.
0: Ha, you think a crippled retard is going to stop us?
2: Do not let this chair or drooling mouth fool you. I have trained my mind at Cambridge to collapse your quantum wave function at one plank interval. Good luck, retard. Eat total protonic reversal, you uneducated (laughs) dullards. OH MY GOD! God... Ha... 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 Not in my universe.
1: Even though his God cursed body is weak and frail, he rides on the wings of hell.
0: Stephen Hawking is... wheels... of justice.
2: I've come here to compute s and chew bubble gum, and I'm incapable of chewing.
0: Down your asshole,
1: it's gonna shit down your asshole. That's an ass and ass shit infusion inversion. Uh huh. What they call that? It's a often talked about, rarely seen thing. Somewhat like a unicorn.
0: That's my favorite wrestler's finisher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I call that the hot pocket transfusion. I'm wild. That's Brandon.
0: Hey, go fuck yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I saw a honky tonk man do that to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, then Hulk Hogan just got angry and started dropping the N word a lot.
0: As one does. Brother. In that situation.
1: It's Hulk mania. Wrestlemania,
0: racist mania, brother. <laughs> it's <a> N word mania.
1: <laughs> N mania, brother. You lock and like it, I put you in a headlock. Suburban Commando. That was a good movie, brother. Oh, it's fucking uh, June 7th, year of 2021 AC, that's after COVID. Mm-hmm. Still technically during COVID. Yep. We're back again. We're smoking some cigars.
0: Yep. My split old Mark Twain. It's fucking delicious. It ain't it's bad. Strong. It's pretty smooth.
1: It is. It's smooth. You can tell it's got some nicotine behind it.
0: It does. It does. It's a... Uh... For the size, though, I think it's still pretty mild on the nicotine compared oh, yeah. to compared to my diesels.
1: It doesn't have that like insane throat hit, yeah, like other ones you know would. I guess does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Brandon, how's life with you this week?
0: Uh eh, eh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I I've, I've not thrown myself under the train tracks and drunk myself to sleep. Well,
1: <laughs> I think about that often. I I do the latter, just not the in front of the train tracks. Yeah. thing. I do the. I tend to pull the drinking myself to sleep thing every now and then. I mean, more
0: than I think about it. It's not a bad way to go. Just get blackout drunk on the train tracks. You can yeah. gonna feel
1: a goddamn thing. Well, I've thought about it before because I've been uh, incredibly downtrodden and drunk before, and like uh, you know, just even when you do anything, you don't remember it. You could be like, wow, what if I walked into a River or something, you know. I'm around so many fucking rivers, but what if I walked into one? I would have never known it because I don't even remember who I was hanging out with not before. Like, so I get
0: it. It would be don't peaceful. even remember what you put your dick in or anything.
1: I tried to do that for the last seven years of my life, <laughs> but anyways, I, uh, there was something else I was gonna say. Miss all that. I don't.
0: Nothing matters, Lyle. No, that's the meaning of life. Nothing matters.
1: You're right, but, but Mephalica said it best.
0: Nothing, nothing
1: else nothing matters. matters. Yep. Well, uh, what a despairing way to start a podcast off, like mm-hmm. usual. I think, though, um, we should just keep it in in good check with our old format and. Let's just kick this episode off with a little news. The fucking Atari VCS finally has a release date. When is it? June 16th, I think. I need to look. Like it's it's soon. It's very imminent. All the backers have already got their uh there's plenty of fucking YouTube reviews on it. We are not gonna review it because I am not spending the money on it. That's kind of the fucking kicker about it. For those of you who don't know, it's a new Atari console that's essentially a micro PC and a fancy, and I will give it credit, it looks cool as fuck. It looks like a modern Atari 2600, Just, mm-hmm. but it's one seamless piece, you know. And you can get a wood grain one or a fucking Vader black one, which is cool. Um, but launch price with a, I, the way I think I read it, cause it can't launch without a fucking controller. It just can't, but there's one that's 299 and one that's 399 And I'm assuming the 299 one has a wired controller and the, like a Joy, I, I could be wrong, but like some wired controller type, but the, if you want the, like the pro controller that's wireless, 399 oh, Three ninety nine for a goddamn. Atari, there's there's no
0: way this is gonna be profitable. Su- well, it's it's gonna be profitable, but is it gonna be really successful?
1: It's not meant to stand toe to toe to no
0: next gen. No, of course not. And I think um,
1: I think the selling game for it is a new missile command.
0: Oh oh joy!
1: <laughs> and like you can, I, all I've seen is clips on YouTube. Of, like, people, you know, showing the, the display and, now, like, the game store and all that. Was, and it, was much, it this system? They or, had Balderdash Deluxe on there. Was it this system? When's the last or, time or, you played Balderdash, Brandon? <laughs> Just answer me that, and I'll quit interrupting interrupt you. Never. Okay, then.
0: Was it this system or a different one that um Doug to Naples making the new Earthworm Jim for?
1: That's the new Intellivision.
0: The new Intellivision, uh, that's the,
1: right. That Intellivision Amico, or...
0: Yeah, it sounds about right. Something like that.
1: It actually kind of looks cool. Because the whole... If they're not just Mike Kennedy and the thing, the whole shtick of it is no game on this console will be more than this amount. Uh And it's all, you know, supposed to feel like old shit, I guess.
0: The only way either any of these systems will succeed is by exclusives. Oh, yeah. Because if there's a new good Earthworm Jim on this console... On the television, um, that's got my interest you Not you're saying I'm going to necessarily buy it, but I'm. But if I'll that's be looking the only way it, you can get it. If that's the only way I can get it and play it, then yeah, I'm a lot more well, tempted. I
1: mean, the dude that started Earthworm Gems is the ones on the board for that. Yeah, like, Naple. And they, you know, like that's something I'd read that they were. I think the main guy behind that is fucking Tommy Tallarico or whatever the. You know, the music guy Mm -hmm. did all the music for the 90s games, yet I think I could be wrong. And I'm sure if I am wrong, there'll be one of you Chutley fuckholes out there to correct me. And if you're a friend that cracks me, I'm sorry. I don't think you're a Chutley fuckhole.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, I do. He thinks that all of his friends. I do. I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Ooh, Coleman is busy right now. I could dash if I wanted to. Nope.
1: (laughs) You make more money doing this podcast, let's face it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I make tens of of cents.
1: Uh, That's all it takes in today's world. I got paid in 14 Dogecoin for... Oh, something, though. I realize you know, we've been doing this
2: podcast for almost seven years now? Sporadically, yeah. It's kind of weird. Just a little bit.
1: Anyways, other news... There, any day now we're going to get that. Maybe even by the time people hear this, we're about to get that Switch Pro announcement. E three mm-hmm. E E3, three's this weekend, isn't it?
0: Maybe I don't really keep tabs on it. I think it is. Older I get, the less I, I I give a shit about new video game stuff. Um, cause I'm turning into a boomer. One of these vid games, besides things you hook up to your TV that destroy it. I need a new Switch to
1: replace my old one mm-hmm. something about waiting and getting the pro but i kind of i read a thing today where nintendo's already said they don't really intend the pro to compete with the xbox ps5 because the switch is going to hold good on its own anyway. Yeah, it doesn't you can't fucking find a ps5 right now you can barely find xbox
0: good games in and the there whole-
1: ain't shit for them that's are yeah. a good reason to buy them right now.
0: Good games and the whole Switch gimmick is all they need to succeed with the Switch. It's honestly, I don't even like the Switch gimmick too much, which I'm using it more than I thought I would because the, the portability of it, um, I actually take it to work. It's where I play it most because, you know, I'm a hard worker like that. Uh, download XCOM 2 on it. and Let me get your brain to stop bleeding so I can kill some alien. Yeah, I mean, I got to save the world, man. You think your stroke's important? The whole world's on the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Accurate.
0: Oh, and uh I don't know this is so much news, but I saw uh an article talking about the, the game of Have you seen that one? No. Okay, Avald is a Elder Scrolls like game made by Obsidian, who's probably my favorite developer. Obsidian made the Pillars of Eternity series, they made Outer Worlds. Fallout New Vegas, the the only good modern Fallout, in my opinion, um,
1: which I've never played. It's everybody I've talked to though was like play New Vegas
0: of the, of the modern three D Fallout's. It's the best one. It's the only one where your choices really make it shit. Oh really? Yeah. Um, and their their developer roots go way back in the day. They've made a uh, Tyranny, which is a pretty cool RPG. I still need to play all the way through. Um. But anyways, the Avowed is a Elder Scrolls-like game. You know, first person open world. And uh, it's set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which I'm pretty stoked about. Because that's a great story set. It's so much better than the Elder Scrolls set. I mean, I I loved Morrowind back in the day. still like it. Uh, But the whole setting of of the Elder Scrolls fucking sucks, dude. It is the most generic, high fantasy bullshit. Nothing in it, to me, is interesting. But... but Pillars of Eternity has got some interesting concepts going on. So, avald has got me eyeballing that. I don't, I know it's going to be on the next-gen consoles. I don't know if it's going to make PC or not. I hope it does. Uh, but what I, one of the things I saw is, um, as more details of it has been leaked out, people are likening it more to Morrowind than to Skyrim. That's like, cool. all the systems in it. Like, how you make your own spells and... Uh, how you've got actual freedom to do whatever the fuck you, you want. You can
1: go into the shopkeep, and if the shopkeep ain't got shit you want for the right price, you can kill that motherfucker. Yeah.
0: That's a that's one thing about Morrowind. You could go and kill any fucking main quest NPC you want. Yeah, you can't beat the game now, but you have that freedom to do what the fuck well,
1: you want. All wanted. you're doing at that point is becoming a murderer and staying on the run the yeah, rest you're of gonna the game. you be a
0: murder hobo. That's fine. That's cool. Um, it looks like it's going to be set in the living lands, part of the Pillars of Eternity, which we haven't got to see in the games yet. And I'm hoping it succeeds big time and that draws more attention to Pillars of Eternity and we get the third Pillars of Eternity to kind of close out that story. Because it's, it's... 2 leaves at a pretty big cliffhanger. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: When was 2 released? Like, it's been a, a couple while. years ago. Oh, though. It, Okay, it hadn't been that long then.
0: 2, maybe 3 years ago. I, I think, so
1: is this working like a sequel or like side like like New Vegas, I yeah, guess? To it's the a totally different line.
0: story just in the same setting.
1: Same universe kind of. Yeah. Thing.
0: I don't know where in the timeline it takes place. I'm assuming it takes place probably before the pillars have turned into games. Um being in the Living Lands is not gonna take place during the Saints War or anything like that that happened in the game. But uh the Living Lands the from the tidbits I pick up during the you know Pillars of Eternity series, you never go there. It's just something that's mentioned. Yeah, um, and it's more of a jungly type area, but supposedly there's going to be like a lot of different biomes you can you can venture throughout. That's cool. So it's another thing that Morrowind had is it had various biomes you could get to versus Skyrim was just frozen. all mountain. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's cold everywhere in Skyrim.
0: And of course, Oblivion is just the piece of shit. I hate Oblivion.
1: I never, I had Oblivion, but I didn't play it near as much as Skyrim or Morrowind.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Skyrim, but it was way better than Oblivion.
1: I liked Skyrim for all the, my whole deal with those games like that is I like the immersion and it's just yeah. like, well, I'm not going to do the quests. Like I had it on VR, you know, there for a while. There was a couple nights during the winter when I had it, I would got really drunk and I would just like make my character set in the tavern. Don't yeah. just Sit there and drink beer and just look around. <laughs> that's
0: uh that's better one just
1: drinking alone in the house. I
0: liked you with know? the whole like story of Morrowind versus the, the two after that. In Morrowind, you start off you just got off this this boat this off this penal colony <laughs> penal, um, and you're just like, okay, do what you want. You're you're a Morrowind now. Do what you want. Versus Oblivion, the first thing you do is like fucking uh run off with the Emperor, and he's like, "Oh, you're the chosen one. You're gonna save all of it. whatever." And then Skyrim, of course. Oh, here comes a dragon. Looks, turns out you're a dragon you're born. dragonborn. I, I like the you ain't shit. Do what you want. Yeah, that's kind of like real Make life. Make
1: yourself something.
0: You yeah, real life. I ain't the dragonborn. I ain't the fucking chosen one. I ain't shit. But I got the freedom to do what I want because of that.
1: You could become the Dragonborn. I mean, I'm trying. If you want to, you know. Use... I've, been,
0: I've been hitting the gyms. So I'm going to become a Dragonborn. You're looking good, boy. Dropping gonna, some pounds, I'm going to bring
1: that My aunt even told me, my for the listeners that don't know, my aunt works in the field too, and her mm-hmm. and Brandon know each other. And she told me to tell
0: you that you're looking good. Appreciate it. Yeah. I need to buy me some new scrubs sometime soon because... Being being called baggy here lately because everything's just hanging on me like a burlap sack.
1: That's good though.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm trying to skip sizes though. I want to get down to to one X before I buy any scrubs.
1: Gonna get to that John Rambo size before too long. Just hmm. yeah, you need to get ripped. I do. That'd be so just
0: maybe. We'll- I'm definitely gonna be bulking up because I'm gonna have a lot of flabby ass skin by the time I'm done. So I need something to fill it out.
1: Protein it up and just fucking get them muscles, boy.
0: That's one thing with, with the keto diet. I get enough protein. I'm not losing muscle mass.
1: Yeah, that's all you need to do is just shit the fat out of your body, essentially. Yeah,
0: shit the fat out. My legs are ripped as fuck anyway because I've been a fat fuck who never slowed down because I was fat. So, um uh, so work I, on.
1: I feel you on that. I've always been chunky and a drummer. Yeah. And I marched, which like, yeah, I got ripped legs, boy. I just I get hard looking at them sometimes.
0: I honestly don't know how much I can lift with my calves because I've never found any kind of equipment that can that I can't max out with See, it.
1: See, me too. Vimont's that one we had at Vomont when we were younger, when I was like 11th or 12th grade, I put up, I think the max you could do on it was 250. And like, I did 250 back then relatively. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was a little bit, but it wasn't like that awful.
0: I got you beat by a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I, last time I did this was at the, when I had a membership of the Aquatic Center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I stacked a thousand pounds on there. And I Really? Yeah. I may could. You probably, I don't know. You might. I mean, it, it's, it sounds a lot more impressive than it is. Um, but you, you get, your it without, legs
1: are the toughest limb. I mean, that's, I imagine your calf muscles are like the most. Pr- Oh, most humans are probably like the most like they're pretty ripped part of your body. Yeah. in most cases. I remember I had
0: because uh, I had like square pads you set on your shoulder while you do your your calf presses. Yeah, have square bruises from doing a thousand pounds on it. But like it, I I could work. That was like more of a routine workout at a thousand pounds than maxing out.
1: You hear that, motherfuckers? But here's the thing: kick like, you in the clip. Yeah, gone.
0: Yeah, um, I stuck a thousand pounds on there, but the thing was, if I got off the machine with that thousand pounds on there, it would tip over. <laughs> so, it was more than the machine could do. Yeah, it was, it was cool though. I, I recall these two like youngsters coming by. They're like, "Oh my god, look at all the weight she's got on there." I was like, "Yeah, you can do like this. You can be like this too if you you know quarter pounder three times a day the rest of your life."
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it takes takes a lot of diligence.
1: Yeah, kids, what's your mom look like? (laughs) Leg crushing.
0: But, you know, I've always been a little bit more on the the stouter side of things. Oh, yeah, dude. I get that from my dad's side of the family.
1: Dude, I've seen you pull some incredible feats. We were actually uh, talking about you yesterday. I went to uh, the wonderful hell of Sam's Club yesterday. Oh, boy. It is I mean, I do I, I liked Sam Club uh pre COVID. I remember going there with my parents and shit and then going there some when I was a little older and they always had this free sample carts everywhere. Yesterday, not so much. There was a blueberry free sample and these dumbass kids beat me to it. I was upset as I got the last of the blueberries. But I did. we did find a K cup sampler. Anyways, that that has nothing to fucking do with anything. We're driving back, though. I was forcing Hannah to listen to our old episodes and sponsors. We got talking about you and uh, we ain't going to name any names on this podcast, but we talked about a certain gentleman that you went to school with when you moved from our school and uh, we'll just call him Moldmouth. Mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked Hannah also knew of him and I was like, well, whatever happened to that guy? She's like, I don't know why. How do you know him? I was like, I watched Brandy kick his ass at the fair one year. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she said something about. Somebody slammed the head of him or something. And I was like, awful funny because speaking of head slamming, I've seen the same thing happen with uh, Carlos uh, Santeria at school.
0: <laughs> it's one of my favorite moves.
1: It was a. Uh, luckily, we grew up in the 90s, so we had TVs on carts in high school at that point Two in time. Two TVs. And it was just a uh, very conveniently placed that day you got bit and assaulted. Mm hmm. You didn't get in
0: trouble, though. Uh-uh. Did not, not at all.
1: I Me and you got in some all kinds of things in school. Yeah. I know we've talked about it on the podcast four, but since we're just reminiscing, maybe we should talk about. Meat this meatloaf. Meat loaf. <laughs> oh. That guy's redeeming quality is he had a Dallas Cowboys hat made out of a tire.
0: And he's what, 15 in the seventh grade or something like that? Sixth grade. Yeah.
1: And 15, yeah. Yeah. He'd pick on us and put his uh, fingers down our ear. And uh, Brandon just cold cocked shit out of him One day and so we get called in the office And uh, our fucking coach Was in there and he goes Now boys I'm gonna ask you a question
0: What about this Meatloaf Yep that was our nickname for it, Meatloaf That was his defense Who called me Meatloaf We didn't get in trouble for that though. I got suspended You did? Yeah I got suspended Oh
1: damn
0: Well I will
1: Fuck him. He got suspended too, though, didn't he?
0: Not like he gave a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, he's already prepping to grow a garden and have a family of 18 kids and he's 15 and in third grade.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's gone the farthest of anybody in his family in school.
1: (laughs) It it makes me think of fucking Arlie Army on a Full metal jacket. You're like,
0: oh my god! Did your mother have any other children that lived? <laughs> you know, thinking about that shit though, I, I honestly do think half the fucking problem with like this whole school shooting thing is kids can't fucking fight in school anymore. They get the cops involved and it's a huge fucking deal. Like, yeah, you'd get in some trouble at school if you got in a fight back in our day. But it was, you know, was it enough to fucking ruin you? Well, that's
1: a lot of the problem too, and I will say this in full confidence: a lot of the kids and adults today are fucking pussies. They'd rather shoot you in the face than throw a punch.
0: Yeah, it, I think the kids these days, especially with cyberbullying now, like I feel like fighting should be
1: a good thing because usually, anytime you got in a fight or you with became us, friends, you're friends after that. Yeah,
0: because you give respect for somebody who jacked your jaw, uh, and you know, like. And vice versa, yeah, you know? Uh, But this cyberbullying bullshit, like, kids just have to deal with it and pin it up, and then, you know, they can't take no more, and next thing you know, they're shooting up a school. You know, if someone got on Facebook and called me a faggot back in the day, I would went to school and fucking jack their jaw. And it would have been over. That would have been it.
1: Now they cry and whine about it, and then don't do anything, and then, like you said, they blow up and fucking kill Mm -hmm. somebody. I, just, I don't. It's weird. You, man.
0: You, that's just something about men and testosterone. Like, men need some conflict in their life of some sort, especially growing up like that. Well,
1: uh, I kind of feel like, honestly, I, I that's one thing about me that's pretty well known. I used to like to fight. Yeah. And I've been in several fucking altercations. I have kicked some ass and I have had my fucking ass handed yeah. to me. Don't get me wrong. Get in your ass kicked, teach you a lesson. It teaches you it literally does teach you shit. Because you know, we're old enough now and I do feel it like sometimes where if it I haven't like I'm not sitting here saying I haven't fought anybody in years. Kind of the same here. but it's one of those things like it lets you know what not to do to get to that point. Yeah. Know? It's lessons learned. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I honestly hate that in adult life. Like now you get in a fight, you're gonna go to jail. Oh yeah. It's, it's
1: assault it, at this point.
0: It it doesn't even matter like who starts what. You're going to jail. And it and it sucks. I think there'd be a lot less bullshit in in, in general life if you can get away with a fucking cold caulking somebody, you know? You know, people wouldn't go into McDonald's raising hell over a fucking cheeseburger, and the employee might reach over the counter and fucking knock your teeth in.
1: A lot of people <laughs> fucking need that, too. Yes, the they thing. do, like,
0: desperately.
1: People are so fucking, I don't know, like, I guess oblivious to the world around them and shit. Like, Yeah. Everybody is all about me, me, me mm-hmm. kind of deal. Very entitled. It's a... Uh,
0: the the fear... Of, I hope for a
1: meteorite.
0: The fear of getting your teeth knocked in the back of your throat ain't there anymore. It should be. It should be.
1: Because that would kind of keep people in check. Yeah. I mean... You know, I'm not
0: advocating for just all-out, like, bad Max. We go around beating the fuck out of each other Battle all the time. But sometimes <laughs> a good look to the face is warranted.
1: Oh, Yeah. A lot of the people that start shit, especially the online people, I'm like, you've never had your ass handed to you where you just stopped running your fucking mouth. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the problem. People just have no idea when to stop running their mouth.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind
1: of goes along with the thing of, like, you you know, being somebody that's fought and seen fights and shit, the person that runs their mouth and talks the biggest shit is always the one that gets their ass kicked. The hardest. Yeah. You let that gift of gab get over-gabbed. Yeah. You can't back that ass up then. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: People are weird. Life sucks. Bring on the asteroid.
0: I, li- I don't think it matters how civilized our civilis- civilization becomes. We're still just hairless apes. You got that need to fucking kick some ass in you. Oh, yeah. I-
1: Testosterone. Yeah.
0: Period. It's a hell of a, hell of a drug.
1: There's nothing more gratifying than being the victor at a hand-to-hand combat situation because mm-hmm. you get that rush of, you know, as stupid, as just absolutely as stupid as it is. You get that kick of, I'm the baddest motherfucker on this planet at this mm-hmm. very point in
0: time. Right. You
1: know? It's a gratifying thing. It ain't, it ain't no different than anything else in life when you end up getting that promotion or, you know, yeah, getting there. You, you're just like, you, I'm on top encountered- of this shit.
0: A, a difficult situation and you, you persevered and came out on top. Trump. And even if you got your ass kicked, you, know, you got the, the satisfactions, you stood your ground and you did what you could.
1: Oh yeah. That's something my dad instilled in me early on. He was like, if you ever get into shit, he was like, you may get your ass kicked, but he was like, do not let somebody run the fuck over to you. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. stand your ground. I had my ass on. kicked,
0: but you know what? They knew they were in a fight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I knew it.
1: I can safely say I've had my ass kicked three times my entire life. Out of, I mean, I fuck, I don't know. I've been in maybe 12. Mm -hmm. 12 fights, something like that. Had my ass kicked about three times. And it wasn't just like, I didn't get hospitalized, and all that, but it was like... No,
0: generally in these skirmishes, like... Got, some-
1: me a, a, got me a black eye and a fucking yeah. bloody nose, you know.
0: Usually in these skirmishes, once somebody's down, it's kind of like mutual, we're done.
1: But I can honestly say the three people that I fought, the last one that just, I got my ass kicked, I was around when I was 17, and I got jumped by three people. Mm-hmm. Trying to help my buddy at a party. He'd done some stupid shit and I was trying to help him out. He left. I got my ass kicked. Like, that was probably the worst. But at the same time, there was three of them, one of me. I at least mildly injured all three of them mm-hmm. before I got my shit just fucked up. Yeah. So, you know, fuck it. Whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I can remember being really, really young, like in elementary school. I wasn't afraid to take a swing at a fucking teenager.
1: Oh yeah. One of my favorite things we ever done is when we were in fifth grade and you uh, fucking run and screamed at all those kindergartners and told them Santa Claus wasn't real, it was just like ants running everywhere <laughs> screaming. <laughs> oh one of those grew up and become the Columbine guy.
0: <laughs> I sure hope so.
1: God damn. okay video games what are we talking about Not? do we want to do an unofficial U-Bowl presents
0: we can I honestly have not played much I recently started playing Baldur's Gate again because you know been having that itch to play a uh, Peter RPG and for some reason I just kind of lost interest on my latest pillars run through I'm going to take a quick pause here yeah this is all right. We back. Sorry,
1: I got adulted there for a second.
0: Yeah, ain't no thing.
1: Okay, let's talk about some goddamn video games. Yeah. Stuff. So
0: yeah, started Baldur's Gate yeah. again. Started making a uh, a chaotic neutral sorcerer. So. Ooh. Yeah. What does that entail? It entails uh, doing whatever the fuck you want. Not necessarily caring if it's good or bad because you're chaotic neutral i like that i like chaotic neutral a lot uh most of the times when i play through the game it's been as a good a character because the way the game is set up like you get good good boy points for uh completing quests yeah. and stuff it's actually hard to play evil or neutral you have to do intentionally go and kill npcs and stuff to get your good boy points down but uh it, it does give you more access to different um uh, companions than than the normal playthrough because a lot of them will get pissy if you do too much good shit and leave. So this time I'm gonna take around some some bad mofos with me. That's cool. Yeah. Uh it's one of the things I like about that game though is it's one of the earlier RPGs that really lets you choose what you're gonna be. And it has a lot of the um, you know, your 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 special blah 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 bullshit, but it does it to slap you in the face with it when you start out. You start off as this nobody in Candlekeep and uh you're escorted away with your who you think is your father Geron and uh you get waylaid and uh by basically the boss of the game he comes by kills your father and so what a dick Yeah what's your father was pretty badass Geron like it was the main boss of the game and like five or six other people as up to that point you just have your own meager abilities that During Candle Keep, you had some fetch quests and stuff that use those abilities like kill rats and shit. And, like, oh, yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. I killed five rats in this house. (laughs) But you get out of there and there's these, like, two ogres and armored people and shit. Grind to start slinging spells and blowing them into pieces. But the boss kills Grind, your father. So it more or less gave you a chance to run off and and weep and moan and bullshit. But um, you from, get
1: to do the whole Scar Mufasa thing. Yeah, leave this place, Simba.
0: Yeah, but from that point, you you kind of left to your own devices. You get some general goals, but you don't have to necessarily go for any pursue of pursue
1: it in whatever manner yeah. you deem fit.
0: Um, so that, it's one of the things I really liked about it. The companions in the game are what really make the game, because like uh, a lot of people have also played Osmond Dale. I, I I've owned them forever but I've never beaten Icewind Dale one or two. They play exactly the same as Baldur's Gate, same system and everything, the Infinity Engine, but they have like zero story to them. So I just, I run out of in- interest in it very quickly because you make your six party members, and it's just nothing but going through dungeons and killing shit, which I I mean, it's fine for what it is, but I need, I need some substance there to yeah. pull me through. All the NPCs I got are just nameless, you know, generic NPCs that I control. Uh, versus in Baldur's Gate, they all have their own personalities, their own quirks. Some of them, you know, might be better suited for combat, others better suited for doing bullshit with lock picking, and that kind of thing. Um, but he's got some real memorable NPCs. One of my favorite is uh, a pair of Zara Monteron. Monteron's kind of, eh, whatever. Not, nothing too exciting. He's just a he, he's a multi-class fighter and Thief. He, uh, He's just kind of a general douchebag, but Zara's is like an insane fucking necromancer. And, uh, nice. He, he'll one minute he'll uh it, like if he gets hurt he'll go, mm, Mommy, I don't feel so good. But the next minute, minute he's like, I have become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Fuck yes. He's just crazy as hell. It, That's it's, how I
1: feel on a day to day
0: basis. It's funny. You, you, him and on are a pair. So if you get rid of one, the other one leaves. They they they're always together. Uh but if Montron dies, he goes Maturon, I, I never loved you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god damn. That final just Yeah right before his fucking soul collapses ah! Yeah one of the worst things you can say somebody on their way out.
0: Yeah that it's real happy with Zar. i'm gonna keep Fuck. him through most of my playthrough is i was real sad in Baldur's gate 2 you, you can't get Zora he's in the game but he's just a, an npc you can talk to he's, oh really yeah you can't add him in your party again uh it's one of the bigger complaints with Baldur's gate versus two in two they split up the pair npcs in in the first one there's a, there's three pairs i think you got Mingskin Boo, which is one character And uh, his witch that he protects, Uh, trying to think of her name, I can't think of her name. She's not nearly as memorable as Minsk and Boo. Minsk is like a- What's his name? Minsk. Minsk? Yeah. He's like this big buff. He looks like a barbarian, but he's really a ranger. But he carries around with him Boo, the miniature giant space hamster. You get the distinct impression real real quick that he is batshit insane. It sounds like it. Yeah, he is, and it's great. <laughs> he's he's a, he's a good guy, but um, and, and he's voiced by I can't think of the name of the guy, but this dude's voice like every fucking cartoon you ever watched as a kid. Really? Yeah, I have to pull up his um the voice actor. Uh, but he in his item slot, like in Baldur's Gate, you typically got three like quick slot. Items for potions and bullshit. One of his yeah. is Boo. You cannot take Boo out of that slot. So <laughs> It's this little hamster in that slot. You cannot... Um, <laughs> you can't remove it. That's and If you try bizarre. to, it just makes a little squeak. Um. Yeah, he is a, The character looks cool. Yeah, you see him holding his little hamster <laughs> there. The miniature giant space hamster. Uh, I'm trying to find who voice acted the guy, though. Trivia...
2: Uh who the fuck voice acted him.
0: I'll just type that in the Google mas- machine. Minks voice actor. Jim Cummings. Okay. See what all he's Was done. he a ninja Turtle? M- maybe. Oh. He is known for Tigger. Yeah, he was Tigger. Uh he was Space Jam Tasmanian Devil.
1: That's new space.
0: Is that the new one? Yep. Oh yeah, new it is.
1: Legacy. Um, but he's a, but he's
0: I want to say he was Monterey Jack in um, uh, the old Chippendale. Uh, you
1: just passed Chippendale. Did Go I? Up. Yeah. Uh, I seen it. Chippendale Nutty Tail. That's that's no. a
0: new one. Go I back in that. time here and back, back to the golden years. Cause he, he, God, he's done a shitload of stuff. Fuck yeah, yeah.
1: Earthworm Jim was on that list. Box. Teenage Mutant Ninja
0: Turtles. Yeah, he was uh, Doom Quest, Berserko, uh, Shredder, and yeah, and one of the 1991 ones. Yeah, wow. he's old Winnie the Pooh, Pocahontas. He was a... Uh,
1: Biker Mice from Mars.
0: Goofy movie. He's
1: Pete in a Goofy movie. Wow. Huh.
0: Yeah, he's very, very prolific uh, voice actor. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. He's Doctor Robotnik. That's cool. Yeah, Long he's, John Silver and the Page Master.
1: He's in Little Mermaid, dude. He's he's got a.
0: He was the bad guy in Return of Jafar. He's
1: Ed in the Lion King. One of the hyenas, huh? That's cool. Yeah, this guy's got some uh- Darkwing Duck. He was Darkwing Duck.
0: Oh shit, let's get fucking dangerous. Yeah. That's cool shit. Yeah, he was Monterey Jack and shipping the. To-
1: oh man, that guy had a massive Swiss cheese addiction. Yes, he did. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard later on that he let his infant uh, mouse die in its crib because he was so spun out on Swiss cheese, he didn't check on it for two weeks. <laughs> That's what I heard.
0: He's another old Transformer T V series. He's Afterburner.
1: He was the only one uh out of all of his rap friends that was hooked on Swiss cheese in the late eighties, early nineties that didn't get a case of CIV. <laughs> only one.
0: But yeah, very prolific. He's probably the more most prolific voice actor in the in the game. Um
1: That's cool.
0: But it's funny, and uh, when you start off Baldur's Gate Two, Minsk is one of the characters who's like trapped in the in the first place you start in, and he he's talking about how he, him and Boo are holding strong together. And you ask him, well, how how'd you get Boo in here? He took all of her shit." And he's like, "He said he mentioned something about there's many places for Boo to hide." He gerbled him. <laughs> he gerbled him. He fucking gerbled him. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> He's just sitting
1: there giggling while they're naked. What do you giggle about? And he's like, I can feel them on the inside of my larger
0: intestine. <laughs> hey, uh, he's got a lot of good uh, one liners in the game. Like he you tell him to go attack somebody and he goes, butt kicking for justice.
1: Kind of like wheels of justice. Yeah. But you got functioning legs.
0: That's a that's
1: a I've never played any of the Baldur's gate games, but
0: One and two, I mean, two is probably one of the best RPGs ever made. The only
1: one I ever had was on PlayStation 2, and I've still got it, but I've never um, played Dark Alliance. Yeah, Dark Alliance. Never played it.
0: I never have either, to be honest, because I know it was more like Diablo than like Baldur's Gate.
1: I got a PlayStation 2 from a guy, and it had a bunch of games with it, and that was one of them, and I've still just, I think I want to say I have two copies. I had a loose copy and a... Box copy I got in a lot of games. I'm just still never. It's different though, right?
0: Yeah, it's a lot different than the other Baldur's Gate games. It Gameplay play, and all. Yeah, it is plays a lot right? more like Diablo. More action RPG. Where
1: whereas Baldur's Gate one and two play more like Fallout, right?
0: Kind, Similar yeah. Similar. Uh, the original Fallout's were um, turn based, and these, in a way, technically are, but it's. It's called real time with pause. Everything's happening in real time, but you can pause the game at any moment moment and issue commands. I got you. I I like that a lot better. That's how the Pillars of Eternity games are. It's Oswald Dale's. A lot of the classic computer RPGs, that's how they are. Because Baldur's Gate. Uh, It's what really pisses me off with Baldur's Gate 3. And one of the reasons I'm not going to buy it, I'm going to pirate it. Because they turned it into turn-based only. Uh... The guys, Obsidian should have been the ones who make the game, but it was Obsidian. It is, whoever made the Divinity Original Sin games, I can't think of their name. Larian Studios, that's who made it. Um, they're the ones who's doing Baldur's Gate 3. And the only reason, they they say the reason they turned it to turn-based is to make it, quote, better for multiplayer. Because, you know, Baldur's Gate, the best single-player series of all time, known Needs for multiplayer, multiplayer yeah. But the real reason is because they can just copy and paste their source code from Divinity: Original Sin and, and go something from there. new yeah. yeah, it really
1: chafes that ass. Chafes
0: chase my ass quite quite a lot. Uh, but yeah, I haven't I haven't got real far into it.
1: No, I'm probably wrong. But in Baldur's Gate, part of the Forgotten Realms. Yes. Okay. It is. I am right.
0: Yeah, it takes cool. place in the. Um, second edition or a d and d forgotten realms during the time of troubles and all that shit one of the one of the better back, when, sons.
1: back when actual Satan works still played d and d
0: yeah yeah, uh instead of green onions <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, pseudo ladies,
0: I highly recommend the Barter's Gate series so you can get the enhanced editions on Steam and good old games and all that shit, fairly cheap, I think.
1: I might check one of them out would i mean. Granted, I should probably start with the first one, right?
0: The second one is definitely more uh, modern and Storyline-wise,
1: though, should I start with the first if one? You,
0: if you're interested in the story, start with the first one. And, then, and you can transfer your guy from the first one to the second one.
1: Do you like the story of them?
0: Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, the story is as good as Pillars of Eternity. I'll say that. But it's it's still good, and, and the companions make all of it so much, so much better than your typical RPG.
1: I might get on Steam, so I can just grab me a copy for it and yeah. try it out. Because I really do need some new PC. All I, The only thing I play on my PC is either Minecraft or Valheim, and they're both the same fucking thing, essentially.
0: Yeah. They do use the old second edition rules for the most part, so it will throw you for a loop if you're not used to that versus how all modern RPGs work. Because in modern RPGs, if you have a high armor value, what does that mean to you? Hard yeah. to hit, yeah, a tough. Yeah, hit. not in Baldur's Gate. Really, you want a lower armor value.
1: If you got a har- higher one, are you weighted down.
0: Like no, um,
1: is it like to, in depth where your moving's restricted? It is kind of the or?
0: Thaco system, or that stands for to hit armor class zero. So basically, it's the inverse of third, fourth, and fifth edition D anD D, where uh, uh, ten is your base armor class yeah. in the D anD D games in the modern ones. So I guess that would be to hit armor class 10 instead of zero. So basically, uh, you want like a negative armor class. If you have a armor class of zero in Baldur's Gate, I want to say that's equivalent to an armor class of 20 in D&D, which is pretty, pretty decent. So yeah. you, you want to get down you know, to, into the negatives, like a negative eight armor class rules ass in, in Baldur's Gate.
1: That's cool. It's just literally like the inverse. Yeah, it? it's just the inverse of it. Instead of working up, you're working down. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah, It'll, it'll throw you for a yeah. loop if you ain't thinking that way, though. You do equip some plate armor and you're like, god damn, this is I'm, worse than my leather armor. I'm
1: pretty sure, though, that's why second edition D&D rules got reworked, wasn't it? Because of the that's complexity of, the reasons, yeah. of it. Like,
0: yeah, you had to solve differential equations. Because and-
1: two is fucking advanced yeah. Dungeons & Dragons, right? Yeah. It's D&D... A D&D, mm-hmm. then third edition. Third
0: edition, 3.5. and Fourth edition was worst. Fifth edition's pretty all right.
1: That's what the standard now is, fifth, right? Fifth, yeah. I'd like to really fucking get in some D&D again. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've like actually managed to do a campaign or some shit.
0: I, I do like me some D&D. Uh, lots, lots of funny stories from it.
1: We might have to just plan one and just start one to do every other month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's might.
0: I'm still interested to play this gloomhaven game. My buddy Mohill Hill bought, um, yeah, we it's, played, a, it's we,
1: only fucking uh 78 pounds.
0: We, we played like bottles. part of the first quest and then I haven't been able to, to play it since then, but it's a, it's like D and D. If there is no dungeon master, the game is the dungeon master. And in some ways, it's more complex and other ways it's not uh it takes a lot more to set up than d and d I
1: yeah, no shit. I seen somebody on Facebook. I was gonna send you the thing they day they're selling a shit ton of games, and they got a copy of that for eighty and I was like if it's that-
0: used it's not it's not a game you buy used it's like really? a one time playthrough and you're done, you can't play it again.
1: You, not at all.
0: No, it's a legacy game, so you're like taking stickers and putting them on the map and this kind of thing. So you're changing the world as you play. So if someone's done, took the stickers out and placed them, I mean, you could play one shot like quest and stuff, but you are not getting the campaign experience. You have to buy it new.
1: That kind of sucks, though, don't it? In a way, but okay. That How game. How long would it take you to play the game of that?
0: A long fucking time. If you want to do everything in the game, yeah, you're, you're going to get your hundred dollars out of it and then some.
1: Oh, so it says a hundred brand new. It's a
0: hundred brand new.
1: I really expected that thing to be like two or three hundred dollars because it's so fucking massive. It used like, to be
0: back when it was more of a Kickstarter exclusive thing, but you can get it retail for about a hundred bucks. Legacy games are like that, though. Like that King's Dilemma that's up there is a legacy game. We, we that's one you
1: told me that I would probably really like. Whatever. Yeah, it's
0: more of a political debate system where you're voting on things on how the story goes.
1: We're going to produce a rich filibuster. Yeah. The best filibuster nuts for the best of them. Yep. Ross Perot taught me. I had fucking Ross Perot's uh, filibuster. Buster Extreme Alpha Turbo for America edition back in the day on my slappy.
0: Yeah, it was a great fucking game.
1: was the only game on the console to have the actual Ross Pro seal of approval. Yeah.
0: Man, I heard he has more money than God and Texas. So.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, Ross Pro lived to be like 86 years old, and then he died on the cross for your sins. Yeah. And had money while he did it.
0: Yeah, I mean, his cross was made out of stacks of hundreds.
1: Um, yeah, you're right. Ross Pro's on the million dollar bill now.
0: Yeah. He was uh, impaled through the wrist with uh, stock options.
1: Yep. All because he was tired of seeing flirtatious females get ahead in life by entering the STEM industry.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These are some deep cuts. They are, man. If you don't know what we're talking about, then fuck you. Go fuck yourself, as Brandon would say.
0: So that's been about it as far as my, my video gaming here lately. Um, I haven't been playing V-Pinball or anything that much because I've been trying to stay off my feet because my sciatica and shit has been working up. But I don't want to get miserable before we go to Southern Friday. Yeah, I'm we're going
1: to be on our feet the whole time.
0: I'm trying to get healed up and recuperate it.
1: We're only two months away, too. And like, that shit will be here before you know it. Uh-huh. Which, um, thank God. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah. Like.
0: I'm looking forward to this Friday. and It's going to be a pre-release at the car shop. So, we going to get down on some magic. Friday night? Yep. Friday night. Going to rule ass at some magic.
1: You off Friday night?
0: I'm off this weekend. Yeah. I might
1: come up there. I want to go through and go through their, uh, or come up and go through their video games. Cause yeah. Because I noticed he's got quite the shelf of them. And I just kind of want to see what all he's got. I'm buying quite the little stack from you right here. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of, kind of slim down
0: it. on my collection here, makes more room for. I, I've been buying magic to invest in, yeah. Because uh, I've I've kind of crunched numbers and come to find a lot of this magic stuff. If you keep it sealed in the box, outperforms the stock market.
1: So you like? Are you to the point where you're buying like boxes of boosters? and yeah. keeping it sealed.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. God, buying- if we'd have
1: done that with Pokemon cards. Cause you imagine yeah. if you'd had two cases of Pokemon cards, now you'd have enough to retire on. Yeah, literally.
0: Or at least you know, pay off your house and have a damn good start. I think in life. a
1: case of Pokemon cards sealed, especially like first editions, going for like 40, 50 grand now, and mm-hmm. people are fucking buying it. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: what the fuck? What's well, even more insane? They're buying it and opening it when you for YouTube
1: videos.
0: When you open any any, with this goes for any sealed collectible. You're like making that,
1: everything else go up higher. You're
0: making everything else go up higher, and you're taking a huge loss when you open it because the contents are not worth. The sealed product. It's it's crazy how you it works got an way.
1: idea what's in it. Yeah. And you break everything individually, it ain't going to make what you're getting.
0: Unless you get some kind of God pulls, you know, every pack's a fucking Charizard or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No shit.
0: I've been buying the collector boosters of Magic. They're about, for law's sake, like about this size, but they're about, I don't know, eight inches by two inches thick or something. They don't take up a lot of space in the closet. And they they're more valuable than a regular booster box. So uh like I just this new set coming out, I just pre ordered a box of it for about three fifty. But for per box? For one box, yes, yeah, three fifty. That's like the new price for one? No, that's for the collector's box.
1: Oh, I got you. Well, they probably kinda realize why yes. you're getting that, right?
0: Yeah. So I guy asked me, You gonna open it up? I was like, Hell no, it's going in the closet. I'm gonna sell it in thirty years.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah.
0: I figure that'll make a really good, nice uh, addition to my retirement when once a month I go down to some big car shop or flea market and sell Just this Just dupe
1: a box of them off on them. Yeah. Because it's kind of that thing, too. They're like, Jesus Christ, what's it going to be bring us next week? Yeah. he said us He's got a closet full. Oh. <laughs> they're yeah. going to start rubbing their nipples. It, it'll be a great, blood a great addition cots. to retirement later, I think. That's a great. I mean, that literally is like, you know, my grandfather – used to buy me all the shit I did and that was one reason I've always had a collection and had a pretty pristine one because he was under that he's like this shit's gonna be worth money eventually and I'd be goddamned if he wasn't correct you mm-hmm. know I see shit I lost in that house fire now like little thing I'm to the point now where I'm literally rep- replenishing collection shit hence why I bought this beautiful stack of games for me or mm-hmm. buying it you know like so uh, for example my action figure collection is something I've been working on and yeah. I've got it pretty on fucking point right now. There's some of these little just knockoff toys I've had. These motherfuckers sell for like 70 to $80 a piece now. Shit. It ain't because it's anything popular. It's just because it's There's, nostalgic. It's nineties. Yeah. It's everybody's into everything that was popular when we grew up. now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, all this shit, like, like I said, the Pokemon cards, if we would had only known, Yeah, you know, like, instead of just taking cards out of packs, maybe we should figure out a way to steal them booster boxes.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, just thinking about how I ran that old uh, Armageddon deck before Charizards in it without sleeves.
1: Oh, yeah. This yeah. Is like, That's like, what, probably a $500 deck now in good condition? Or more? Uh, more
0: than that, it was in, in good condition, yeah.
1: Because you had a first edition Charizard, didn't
0: mm-hmm. you? The four of them. I mean, one, I remember one of them was written in really rough shape, but I recall. You
1: could have owned Tesla right now if you'd have <laughs> kept all those. You could have been. People wouldn't have been like, oh, it's Elon Musk. But, oh, it's Brandon Gentry.
2: <laughs> you know.
1: My auto driving car will not drive you off the road while receiving a blowjob <laughs> and not using the gas pedal. My SpaceX rocket will not explode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do think certain collectibles are going to make a pretty good retirement edition.
1: Comic books are fucking crazy right now.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing with collectibles too is you really got to know like what's going to hold value and what's not, because uh, you know you run into the middle of comic book like
1: it isn't going to be worth pressed a million copies of it. It don't mean yeah. shit.
0: But your, you know, your your once in a lifetime comics can hold value. Well,
1: it's like Billy that I'm in the band with. He's a reseller. He went to a thing the other day and found, uh, it was uh the the Marvel Dracula comic. But he paid, I think, fifty bucks for a lot of four hundred comics, and he had one in there that was the first appearance of Blade, and it paid for a lot. I'm nice. Just like, oh that's I want it. I want
0: yeah. That's pretty rad.
1: Nothing like that ever
0: happens to me anymore. Though I'm
1: still one of the people I'm like, everything's dried up. <laughs> it's a desert.
0: Yeah, that's the key to doing something like that. You got to be out there like all the fucking time looking. Every day. I I don't have that in me because like, you're out there and there's nothing. And the next day you go there, there's nothing. And I'm like, ah, fuck this. But it's it's when you're doing it for two or three weeks at a time, you finally find that one thing that makes it worth it.
1: Yeah. You've paid for everything you've done in the past yeah. three weeks. I know, uh, as far as video games go, my grandmother, being the saint lady she is, she brought me one of the knockoff NES minis. She goes, my grandmother goes to auctions and yard sales all the time, you know, that's mm. that's what she does to stay active and, you know. So she uh randomly comes by my house Saturday. I just had got home. I get a knock on the door and it's her. And she's like, here, bought this for you. And it's like the 720 and one knockoff NES mini. Hell yeah. And it fucking rules. So I get to cracking this thing open and, uh, you know, get it set up, go to play it. It's got all the class on it. Got fucking Mario, uh, Donkey Kong 1 through 3, uh, Donkey Kong Junior Math is on it. Like it's got everything. Uh-huh. Ninja Turtles, Ninja Garden. The only things I games I didn't see that stuck out there's no Zelda game on it. Nothing like probably that. probably no save. save. Yeah, yeah. So anything like that, it's got a bunch of weird Chinese hacks on it though. Yeah, I found, that's how they
0: filled that 720. Yeah.
1: And one. Oh, I found one. It's called Mario 10, and you click on it, and it's like super. Kung Fu Karari Brothers or some shit like that, and it, it's some karate NES game, obviously. But they have a uh, hacked Mario head on the guy's body, and it looks like <laughs> one of those shitty things from a theme park, like skinny body, huge fucking head. Yeah, like it looks like that, and you literally just go through eleven level like ninja kicking other people. So there's that one. There's another like ninja hack. This Mario Twelve. And it's Mario with a bow staff. It shoots fire. And this actually got Koopas and fucking like the Spock shell turtles in it. <laughs> but it's such a bad hack. You get to the end of the level and there's a thing you cannot fucking jump over. It's just like, it's goddamn impossible. I could not figure it out. So I quit that. And then I played uh Mario 14. Oddly enough, there's no Mario 11 nor 13. That's all in twos. <laughs> yeah. Uh Mario 14 though is a really weird hack of Mario 2. Actually, I don't think it's a hack. I think it's just Doki Doki Panic because it's got the original fucking character. So okay, that's just it's got some clever relabeling. Um, and this is an NES mini, mind you. It has Mortal Kombat 4 on it, (laughs) and Mortal Kombat is spelled C O M B A T. And then there's another one where it's misspelled. And it's Mortal Kombat for Kombat, and all it is is a recolored version of the Game Boy color version. Oh hell, it's awful. There's 36 characters, right? Four lines of, or no, not 36, 32. I'm an idiot. I can't do math. There's four lines of eight characters. All four lines are the same eight goddamn characters. <laughs> you got Sub Zero, you got Striker, uh, Shiva, Sub Zero. The other four. Next line, same four, but it's all one big pickable. You know, like Mortal yeah. Kombat is. So it's just like, well, that's weird.
0: You can pick Sub Zero or Sub Zero or Sub Zero.
1: Yeah, or my favorite Sub Zero. <laughs> There's no Scorpion on it though. Oh I'm hell! Like, How is this Mortal Kombat? So, it's got Street Fighter 2010, which is an awful NES game. But it also has Street Fighter 2. And it's the fucking Game Boy Color version of Street <laughs> Fighter 2. Plays just as awful as you'd imagine it would. So, go. It's got Ghostbusters. Don't even fuck with it, because I know better. But it's got, I mean, it's got a bunch of games. One of the games I did play on it that's weird, I only made it a third level, a couple times. There's a game on here called Milk and Nuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite game. I don't, I don't
1: know if it's an actual game or not. It looks like it, but you literally look like Kirby, and it plays like Donkey Kong Junior. There'll be like three pr- pieces of fruit throughout the stage, and you have to climb these ladders, and you get this little blue asshole that's trying to eat you constantly, and every now and then he'll try to jump across the. Platform bottom, he'll just commit suicide and fall off the screen and reappear. <laughs> but you collect these three or to four pieces of fruit, and it opens the gate up, and you climb up like Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and there's a little female Kirby, and it takes you to the next level. Huh? And the jumps and shit progressively gets I got to the third level, and kept dying. I was like...
0: It sounds like a system you need to take some hallucinogens and just delve into. I, dude,
1: I, if I could get me a clutch of some fungus... I would probably eat a handful and just sit there and be like, "Oh, what kind of weird world are we entering 'cause because there's some generally odd shit on here, like some of the game titles. Like, there's one on there, for example. It's like, uh, oh, oh, what the fuck? It was like Mean Kid and Mean Kid and something Rat, like er no, no, uh, not Rat Shrew, Mean Kid and something Shrew. And I'm like,
0: what in the good gravy, goddamn fucking shit is this? Like, yeah, I can just imagine you—you you take your uh, silly fox
1: and the and the hair lipped bandit. You know, <laughs> like what the fuck?
0: You tape your ha- you take your happy fungus and you go on this trip and you wake up and all of a sudden you're the speed run, the speed run record holder from Mario 28. Like. <laughs> Prove me wrong. You know, <laughs> like,
1: I hold the record in Milk and Nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna... I, I need to fucking look that up. I don't even know if that's an actual game. Well, like, I kind of wondered if it was a hack, but... Cause I'm sure it was. The main character looks just like Kirby, and I, honest to fuck, have never once heard anybody be like, oh, I've loved Milk and Nuts on NES. Like... <laughs> I... The the thing too that cracks me up is uh the life meter says milk. So I'm like Well is the female nuts? Like <laughs> I, <don't- laughs> I do drink nut milk. Oh god damn it, it is a game. It's called Nuts and Milk. I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Nuts and Milk is a platform style puzzle game developed by Hudson Soft in nineteen eighty three. It was re- it's a Famicom game. Okay. It was the first third party video game to be released on a Nintendo console. I just I just want you to see that. The cover of that's really bizarre. Yes. It looks it like does. a fucking spooge droplet, doesn't it? Yeah, not? it does. I mean, maybe it's milk. But, you know. Man milk. Yeah. Freshly churned. <laughs> you know, it's like if, old... uh,. Uh, what was the Beverly Hillbillies name? You know, instead of you know shooting at the whole the upcoming thing of bubbling crude, you know, yeah, you Jethro, be, yeah, spanking it, white gold, freshly what? squeezed,
0: <laughs> hell yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, well, milk and nuts and milk is all is on there. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking excellent, weird. yeah. There's a another game I've never heard of called Squoon. <laughs> I, pl- I played on there and it's it's another equal, it's like a uh a horizontal or a, god I get these mixed. Vertical? Up. Vertical shooter. And uh I'm I'm gonna look it up now while I'm at it and just make sure it's a real game and I didn't accidentally take hallucinogens. I mean
0: even even if it's not it still might be on there.
1: Okay, yeah. It's a video game. Squoon. Is uh, okay, Squoon actually come out in America, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't remember that though. That's Squoon, I don't remember it's a that submarine either. game. Uh, it's on there, it sounds like an illicit drug though.
0: Yeah, it does. There's do some lines of Squoon.
1: Hey I man, if you put Squoon in your butt, you trip twice as hard. Uh, there's another game, there, there's a lot of games on this, uh people also search for that's on there but well, that, I, I had no idea I, there's a spaceship simulation on there that's pretty groundbreaking look for any ass but it's called Starluster
0: hell yeah
1: I just imagine some dude like sitting there looking at a spaceship stars going eh.
0: that's what eh. the old Elon used to beat it to when he was the little one
1: he looks like somebody beat off while looking in his telescope he looks like that
0: <laughs> oh, Venus is waning uh <laughs>
1: <sighs> He's only got a kid named a, after a goddamn a gib- pronounce unpronounceable math formula.
0: It's a Gibbous Moon tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you can see that? Just a Mercury. <laughs>
2: Look
1: at the Crescent Moon. <laughs>
0: oh, it's a Curvy Moon tonight. Got them curves. That that moon is thick.
1: That moon's showing off her baby <laughs> Oh my god! That crab nebula looks like a big old baby <laughs> Okay, um, so if you bowl, made Earthbound.
0: I'm still trying to wrap my head about where the fuck you would go with that.
1: Maybe we should just come back to that.
0: Yeah, I think I need to, need to think over that. Let's one do that next one. Because.
1: I did Zelda. Let you figure out how I can fuck up Earthbound.
0: Yeah. It would definitely, instead of, you know, a young boy, it would definitely be a grown man being an ass.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh,. Uh, the only contribu like contribution I could make to it would be, um, the fuck, I don't know. I
0: think Geiges would end up being just like Max John had- Lovitz. I think Max had room. Yeah, just like weird shit on some TVs.
1: The main enemies in the game are like crazy hippies.
0: That's too true to source material.
1: Okay, they're crazy Christians. or I don't know. I don't know, yeah. We'll, we'll give some See, uh,
0: Earthbound is out there far enough anyway. Yeah,
1: so you need to put some thinking in on this. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, one of the hardest fights in Earthbound is the fucking police.
1: <laughs> well, that ain't true to real fucking life.
0: Yeah, but Ness is what?
1: Yeah, but the police in Earthbound don't have guns, do they?
0: Yeah, I think they do. Oh, shit. Uh, I think they have them holstered. I mean, they they don't ever shoot you, but I think I'm pretty sure they got them. Do they have competence? No. Just like real life. I was going to say, just
1: like actual. Blue lives don't fucking matter. Uh
0: (laughs) No lives matter. Nope.
1: Asteroid.
0: Well, uh,. Should we pull up some music? Music. 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 Let me give uh, yeah, this is a little pause. All right. So since we talked about Baldur's Gate, I'm going to pull up the main theme of Baldur's Gate. Only about nice. a minute and a half long. It's very uh, orchestrated compared to most older games music because it came on CD-ROMs. In fact, it came on like, I want to say five CDs back then. Jesus. Yeah. That's one of my favorite memories of it back then, that you don't get on the modern digital versions. You'd go to certain areas, or are advancing the story a certain amount. And then he came up with a screen to uh, swap your CDs out. And it just showed like, it was like a computer desk with a computer and shit on it. But it also had like ancient fucking D&D relics, like a fucking goblet oozing magic and wands and swords and shit on there. So I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking gnarly. That's pretty rad. But this is the main theme to Baldur's Gate. I ain't going to sit here and say it's the best music you'll ever hear, but it's pretty nostalgic to me.
1: That's all that matters.
0: I can punch the keys for God's sake here. There it goes. Dig the Gregorian chamber there.
1: So cinematic, yeah. Your wife snatches gnarled so hard you and two hobbits will lead an assault on
2: Asgard. <laughs>
1: good it's very good intro music like it sounds like something to be playing when the titles are playing at the beginning kind of deal
0: yeah yes getting ready to adventure and kick ass now go forth and
1: save the day and get yourself a pair of rocking tits
0: (laughs) you could acquire some rocking tits in that game as long as that armor class is in the negative There is a, uh, in fact, I have it on my current playthrough. It's a cursed belt uh, of gender reversal. I'm sure it'd be very controversial.
1: That is not allowed to exist. You equip
0: it on your character, and if they're a man, they become a woman. If they're a woman, they become a man, and the belt cannot be
1: removed. Would it be controversial or the best-selling product of all time in today's age?
0: Well, being in an ga- old game, they would have to. That someone's going to write an article eventually that it's sexist or bigoted or something, even though it was just a fucking gag.
1: But you wanted to be something different, and you put it on, and now you're probably going to be bitching. The only bitching thing about it be,
0: you well, we can't take it off."
1: Then you didn't truly want what you deserved.
0: You can take it off with a remove curse spell.
1: Do you think somebody that gets their dick and balls cut off has phantom
0: limb syndrome? <laughs> phantom boner syndrome. (laughs) Is that a thing? Probably. You get phantom Uh, morning wood, you wake up, you're like, God, I got a piss bad. I can't. I got this phantom morning wood. I thought I had a piss boner.
1: That'd be weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's kind of part of being a dude. Yeah. Until it ain't. (laughs) That's when life starts Slipping down the yeah. shedder.
0: Part of being a dude is uh being sick with the flu, but somehow managing the hardest boner you've ever had.
1: Yeah. How You're always is. going to get the most raging heart on when nobody's around to do anything. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> Why have you cursed me with such a gift, Lord? <laughs> it's a gift that no one can receive. It's a fruit
0: basket that will wither in the sun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I swear, anytime I get the flu or you know cold, that's when I get, I, I can rock a if that put a tear in Ron Jeremy's eye. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel too shitty to do anything with it. I'm
1: pretty sure he's got a lot of tears in his eyes in prison right now.
0: I bet he's like get celebrity
1: status in prison. He, he's got to. I don't know though, man. It's like that whole thing rapists get fucking murdered in prison. Yeah,
0: I don't know though with him. I think he'd be different. I, he might end up being like. Almost a torture device people use. Like some some guy crosses another gang, they pin him down. They're like, All right, bring Ron Jeremy. Bring, bring no! the hedgehog. No. <laughs> oh.
1: He just ass rapes him That's why they call him Colinick the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Well, I mean It's
0: yeah. Ron Jeremy.
1: Yeah, I mean. He was in Ghostbusters for fuck's sakes. He's in a lot of shit. Tomorrow's Ghostbusters Day. For nice. I don't know.
0: I did not know that.
1: It is. June 8th. That's the day the original released in '84. Okay. There's a good chance we're getting a new trailer for Afterlife tomorrow, maybe.
0: Cool. We'll see. Did they get an re- official release date on that yet?
1: November 11th, the day before my birthday. Nice. So, yeah, that's a nice little gift oh, myself. Serendipitous. Yep. They ought to have done something for me after that. I, I don't know. what I'm talking about. I'm just. Yeah, It, it, worth didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen.
0: Something about quiche busters. I'm not sure.
1: I've been a lot better off had you not brought that up. <laughs> I was trying to quit. Goddamn it! I was trying to
0: stop. Well, I know how to ruin a good time.
1: It's okay. Me too. About ruining a good time, I'm gonna end this podcast because I'm need to go home. Uh-huh. And go to bed and go to work at fucking four o'clock in the morning. Sounds fun. Sucks. I don't like it. It's ruining my my livelihood. Oh I, well, it ain't ruining my livelihood, yeah. My vibes. I ain't vibing R N right now. I'm non vibing AF, man. Or whatever the little dipshits say nowadays. Uh-huh. Vibing. Vibin, not yeah. a word now. It is. I'm pretty sure when I heard vibing back in the day that was talking about something that was battery operated is doing a better job most, than where your dad was.
0: Most definitely.
1: Yeah. Your mom's vibing because your dad drinks too much Budweiser.
0: Yeah. Your dad's got whiskey dick, so she's vibing. Yep.
1: Yeah. Two A batteries is ruining your dad's reputation. <laughs> what a fucking loser. <laughs> oh, and that's probably why he drinks to begin with.
0: Makes me wonder if a uh, Stephen Hawkins' dad is a vibrator.
1: I think Stephen Hawkins' dad had working legs. Didn't he? I guess. I get mad at that Lou Gehrig guy for inventing such a terrible disease. What a douchebag. Should have just stuck to baseball.
0: Yeah. People <sighs> dumping ice on themselves and not doing shit for it. What a bunch of idiots. How funny it'd
1: be if it's like 30 years later they figure out you actually contract ALS from dumping ice water on yourself. (laughs) So everybody had done it. Now I was ALS. The benefits of
0: lukewarm water. (laughs) The lukewarm water challenge.
1: (laughs) They they used to do that. All that is you wait on somebody to pass out and you put their hand in the bowl of water so they piss their pants in Uh their sleep.
0: I don't I, understand how that works. I've never seen it work. Like, I've done it to people, but they didn't piss themselves. You just always throw the water on them. And just yeah. like, dude, you totally just piss. your I've done your that. Pants. Yeah. And then
1: make somebody be filled with shame, go home, cut the wrist, and figure out it was just tap water. Wasn't your urine. But now you know what staying in your pants? Your blood.
0: Go home and tie their dick to their truck winch and turn it on. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: they call that old taffy pool oh. a <laughs> <laughs> dixie taffy pool oh that's one way to test your manhood a real man's got a strong enough cock where you break the truck <laughs> yeah
0: yeah if you uh you real critical fortitude say, If you end up just- <laughs> 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 you end up with just like an 18 foot dick
2: ugh
1: you better be throwing that D20 like in your life or your cock depended on it, buddy. Roll it down. If you roll a D20 down, you're going to have to roll that dick down the rest of your life because <laughs> you are officially a king of kings at that point. <laughs> okay, we're getting the fuck out of here. Uh-huh.
0: Game over, man. Game over.
2: I've come here to compute ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm incapable of chewing.